Welcome to Business Plugs Live. We talk about crypto, business, tech, finance, and other interesting relevant topics to keep you up to date. My name is Carlos McQuarrie. I'm the COO of Business Plugs, and I'm here with our CEO, Jordan Smith, as always. As a reminder, everything we say here is for entertainment purposes only. We give our perspective of how we view these topics, of course, but we're not financial advisors, and therefore, nothing here should be taken as financial advice. So let's get plugged in. So, Jordan, I was wondering if you heard about PayPal. Um, I guess there was some controversy there. It said they were going to find some people who were going to who were giving misinformation. Um, that was pretty interesting. Two thousand five hundred dollar fine. Um, I mean, obviously they they retracted that statement, and now it's uh, that's not the case. But I was wondering if you had heard about that, and if you uh, had any feedback on uh, what you thought about that. Uh, this is another example of how. Uh one tweet one instagram post can it can ruin your company literally um who knows if this was actually something they meant to put out to the public or they're testing it or it actually was an error but um past six months paypal stock is down 5.5 percent. that's not too bad giving the economy but the last year it's down 65 percent um I did. I did hear about this. I'm going back and forth with my wife. Um, she thinks that this was done on purpose. I think that I think this is maybe a test. You know, you're going to see a lot of these Silicon Valley companies basically cater to um, a woke agenda. Um, I saw a lot of people, mostly Republicans, you know, rushing to delete their PayPal accounts. You know, um, if you just to give an example, transaction volume for PayPal's competitors in 2021, Venmo did 230 billion, Cash App did 15 billion, and Zelle did 490 billion dollars in terms of transaction volume. Um, one thing about Zelle is Zelle did a really good job in integrating its business with banks. So in most U.S. banks, when you have a a U.S. bank account, you automatically have the ability to create a Zelle account rather than Venmo and Cash App are different applications. Um, I did not delete my PayPal account. I've been using PayPal since the beginning. Um, I will always continue to use PayPal. Um, it's this tweet really is really just drama. I mean, their stock has rebounded, but it, in the long story, PayPal, unless they drastically change, it's a dying you know, it's a dying company. Um, you can go to businessplugs.com and search for Metal Pay. It's a bank that was established out of California as well. And I think it has capabilities of kind of replacing PayPal in the, the new cryptocurrency world. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned Metal Pay to me before. Um, I was not able to, I guess, because um, I mean, I was not able to uh, get it yet. Um, but definitely metal pay is uh, supposed to be a good a good option as well. Um, so um, that was kind of interesting. Some of those tweets I saw um, compared to this was this is why you need to have your own custodial. I mean, it's pretty extreme, right? Like for people who are like really into the crypto game, it was saying like, this is why you need your own custody. So they don't tell you how when you can use your money. And even even though it's come out that PayPal is not um doesn't necessarily uh is not necessarily going to do that 
Um, it just goes to show you that centralized entities can technically uh, do what they want, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it wouldn't be wise of them because they could lose a lot of business. But um, sure, this is something that could definitely uh, happen. So I know you mentioned metal pay. So I want to put that um, that article up on the screen right here. So I will do that. Um, and just for the next uh, topic, unless you have something else to say about PayPal, we'll move on to some, uh, something else. Are you still there, Jordan? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Move on to something else. I don't know what to say. All right. So um, the next topic that I had was on uh, Google Taps uh, Coinbase to bring crypto payments to cloud services. So for select users, um, they will be able to uh, pay for cloud services um, in the cloud or for the cloud services with Google, through Google and through Coinbase. That's a... Kind of interesting. Um, we've seen that like uh, change in the tide because I know a lot of crypto ads are pretty much. Well, I mean, I know this isn't an ad per se, but a lot of crypto related topics of any sort were banned by Google, and now Google seems to be um, offering the people the ability to pay with cryptocurrency, which uh, really for me is is tremendous because it's allowing more people to get involved. Uh, from my perspective. So I don't know if you come across this article, but I thought that was interesting that the, uh, that Coinbase pa paired up with Google on this. Well, what you see here is businessmen and women shaking hands on a yacht in Jamaica or somewhere. We're talking about Google, are we not? We're not talking about some startup business. We're talking about Google. What does Google need Coinbase for? Absolutely nothing. So when I saw this article, that's what comes to my mind. Google is doing Coinbase a favor. Because Google could have created this themselves. They're the biggest company in the world. They don't need Coinbase. Especially if they've actually used Coinbase. So it's, it, it's exciting to see that Google is leaning towards accepting crypto. You know, obviously now cryptocurrency companies, I think they can run Google ads like you just mentioned. But um, and it's it's interesting to see why Google has not just created their own Coinbase because they could blow Coinbase out of the water. Coinbase is horrible. Google is printing money. If you ever look at their financial statement. And if you're interested, I can put it in the description below. But Google is literally printing money like every single year. So that what you're saying is right. They definitely do not need um, they do not need Coinbase. But what's interesting is that we're seeing this convergence of a lot of tech companies being more uh, closer and closer to cryptocurrency. Um, we're seeing really this convergence um, of tech and uh, cryptocurrency becoming a huge part of that uh, landscape. I mean, obviously, when it, when you talk about cybersecurity, we see a lot of uh, people using cryptocurrency for payments, and that's the negative side. Um, but when we look at the positive side, we're seeing a lot of people using cryptocurrency as um, as a hedge against their own currencies. Um, some people may be feeling super rich in their own currency, but then like the uh, if their currency compared to other currencies is not that strong, then they're obviously uh taking a loss right they're getting hurt by that even if they're being even if they're really successful in a business sense 
um, in terms of in terms of their earnings. So I think it's and from my perspective, I think it's good that they're offering something like this um, to allow more people to uh, to use their services and, uh, you know, pay for it with a hopefully an asset that's not diminishing as fast as their own uh, government fiat currency. Uh, speaking of finance, though, unless you have something else to add. In terms of cloud services, could you would you compare would you compare the equipment needed or the infrastructure needed for cloud services similar to cryptocurrency mining? So we're talking about two very different um, systems, right? Uh, cloud services, these are servers that are centrally owned by someone else. So a centralized entity. So if we, and, and the thing is, there are a lot of different consensus me uh, mechanisms for cryptocurrency. So I'm just speaking very broadly on the general uh, proof of work consensus, because obviously there's also proof of stake um, and other types of uh, uh, consensus mechanisms like proof of history, whatever. But when it comes to uh, cloud, th these are people who are hosting very, very powerful computers and essentially are leasing the ability for you to have storage space on their equipment. Um, so, for example, if I was Google, I would have uh, big computer warehouses um, at various places around the globe, meaning North America, Asia, Europe, Africa, what have you. Um, and I would essentially allow other people to pay rent, essentially. I would be able to lend that storage space to people. And they would, instead of them having to host and run the infrastructure themselves, I would run the infrastructure for you, but you pay me on a, let's say, a monthly basis or a yearly basis, instead of you having to hold all of that equipment yourself. Now, when we talk about these other, we talk about cryptocurrency in terms of how these databases or these yeah, databases are run, we're talking about a lot of different nodes that are all contributing and having the ledger, um, the entire ledger on their system, from my understanding, uh, from my technical understanding. So instead of it being a centralized, in a centralized way, like a, like these servers that like Google owns all of the all of the equipment, everyone is contributing to the uh, everyone is contributing to the blockchain um, in order to make it run. So that's uh that's how that, that would be my basic explanation of the difference between um cloud storage and how like cryptocurrencies a lot of these cryptocurrencies um maintain their databases. Can a business as big as Google or Apple, since they already have the infrastructure for cloud services, would it be relatively easy for them to implement cryptocurrency mining at the same or similar close to the are they already set up? Are they 10 steps ahead of someone like Ford who bake, who manufactures trucks instead of provide cloud services to mine cryptocurrency on a high level? I'd have to do more research on how powerful their computers are in terms of processing power. I know that they have a lot of storage capacity, but in terms of processing power, I imagine it's also high, but that's why we have ASIC chips for uh, miners, right? Um, but in terms of like infrastructure, um, yes, they, they are, they have a lot of money, let's say. So if they wanted to advance, they, I think it'd be more from the financial aspect, not because they have the infrastructure in place or because they're so super advanced. I think they would be able to invest in research and, um, oh man, I'm losing the word R and D research and development. Um, they would be able to research and do, they'll be able to put a lot more money into research and development in order to create the right infrastructure in order to, you know, 
put the right miners in place, for example, if that's what they wanted to do. But it all, a lot of it also depends on the users. I mean, a lot of people don't want to use centralized infra, uh, infrastructure or centralized uh, mechanisms in cryptocurrency. I mean, of course, we have a lot of people backing stuff uh, like Solana, for example, which is a slightly more centralized. Um, but when it comes to Google becoming like going all in on creating something that is in the cryptocurrency world uh, realm, it's absolutely possible because they have the money and uh, they have the knowledge, I think. Um, but also you'd have to have the users who are going to be willing to uh, put all of their all of their efforts into uh, or all of their trust into Google, which is why I think the DM cryptocurrency, I believe it's called DM, right? The Facebook cryptocurrency failed, in my opinion, because I think a lot of people, they do like to have Facebook as the largest user base. But I don't know if everyone's ready to put all of their money into the hands of a company like Facebook. Okay, cool, cool. So, I mean, the next topic, uh, one of my last topics I do want to uh, mention um, is uh, here's a couple articles. Here's one about the chancellor um, of Exchequer. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but basically the finance minister, he resigned a few days ago. And then uh, a few days after that, we see, or what's, I don't know how many days it was after, definitely a few days after we see Liz Truss the prime minister of England or UK, uh, I believe it's England, has resigned. Um, or UK, sorry. That is really crazy, in my opinion. She, was all, she wasn't even in there for 40 days. And there have been a lot of memes talking about how she gets paid like 100-something thousand per year, I believe, or per month. Per year, I believe. This can't be per month. Um, until she pretty much passes away, I believe. And please correct me if I'm wrong about that. Anyone in the comments or... Uh, Jordan, you please correct me, but that's it's crazy how she was in there for only such a short amount of time. And now she will be in until uh, they find somebody new. But man, how fast did she go in there and just decide to bounce? That's a, that's a funny. I mean, I don't want to laugh because I know people in the UK probably are not really excited about that. But it's really interesting how someone could go into a position like that and just uh, bounce and say, yeah, I can't handle this and I'm out. Well, this goes back to what I think our listeners will continue to hear. When people are in charge of the supply of a monetary system, it's bound to be ran into the ground at one point. And I think this is what happened with the UK. Basically, all these other economies and currencies are, are fighting and they're, they're, they're fighting, in my opinion, a war that they're going to lose it's only a matter of time that is why if you run into someone on the street you know they call them bitcoin maxis there's that's why some people are absolutely going crazy over bitcoin because these other currencies um haven't been managed well and it's it's really a mess you know we can talk about what's going on in the uk we can talk about what's going to happen in japan with their currency even um the chinese currency so the fact that she came in there, and I think we mentioned it on our last show, she was not going to tax the rich. And I there's another policy that she made, and basically it, it really ruined their economy. I think she was damned as she did, damned as she didn't. Um, and what's really hurting their economy is these huge energy costs. So, and how, how are you going to fight inflation? You basically got to let it run its course. So if you let inflation run its course, in my opinion, you as a political figure 
you're going to lose your job. So she really took over something that that was really going to hurt her image. Um, we spoke about the the UK, the bank. Um, I'm not going to really get into it because it's it's a moving parts what they're doing with the UK bank and how much money they're printing this to try and save their pension funds. Just for example, um, we'll have to have another talk about what's going on with the the Bank of England. But um, this is this is why previously in the summer. You know, we said that the bottom isn't here yet. And this is just another example of, you know, our economies are not at the bottom yet and we're not out of this bear market at all. Indeed. So, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think we're out of the bear market either. The Fed is still going to increase interest rates in the United States. So, I mean, I can't imagine that people are going to have disposable income uh to you know to be to to pay for things essentially and to make our uh well the u.s economy more productive um but the u.s isn't the only uh, economy or the only country that's raising interest rates um we saw extremely high inflation in germany and in the eu in general so uh yeah where we go from here it's kind of hard to say the winter is coming so a lot of uh people are dealing with energy costs um, I think the U.S. less so, but uh, obviously in Europe, that's a that's a problem that we're starting to see more and more. If you go, if, this is a really good time for people to go back and study how we got into World War Two, even World War One. So back then there was a pandemic that sounds familiar. There was a war that sounds familiar. There were supply supply chain problems that sounds familiar, and there was a mass amount of money printed that also sounds familiar you know i have said you know last year i last year i said that the u.s economy or the economy is going into stagflation stagflation right now we're in a re recession and i protect predict in 2023 2024 2023 i'll say the parts of the economy will be classified as a depression so because there's basically nothing left for these economists, politicians to do besides let it play its course. And at, and by letting the economy play its course, other countries are going to create new economies. So we'll see what happens to our economy on the other side of this. Um, let's just call it a recession for now. Um, it's. It's a, so how does this how does this go back to cryptocurrency? You need to ignore the price, the current price of any cryptocurrency project. I don't care what the price is. You need to read about it. And if you believe in it, continue to invest in it. Um, I saw that the SEC is looking into launching an investigation into the Bored Ape Yacht Club. You know, this is one of the biggest NFT collections on OpenSea. You don't know what an NFT is, search it on businessplugs.com. There's a blog post about NFTs. A lot of rich people, this is was their this was their first introduction to cryptocurrency. It wasn't buying Bitcoin. It was buying this digital picture for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, now most of these uh NFTs have lost a lot of value. I don't even I couldn't even tell you. So now the SEC SEC is launching to investigate whether 
how basically these NFTs should be classified in terms of taxes. Um, I don't think that they're trying to shut down the, the NFT collection or go after the creator. They're just really trying to figure out how to classify them for uh, tax purposes. The SEC has no idea what they're doing right now. They're just trying their best to figure out what to do, essentially. That's my perspective. I mean, I'm, and I'm not, I don't blame them. It's not easy to regulate cryptocurrency. I don't know how you feel about the topic, but I do believe there does need to be some sort of regulation. But I think that you can't put too much regulation and then stifle innovation. I think that's an issue because then you're really hindering a country, in, uh, in my opinion. If you, want a, if you want an economy or a country to be number one or be very successful, then you can't. You can't stifle innovation. It's just something you cannot do. So I think the SEC is just really struggling trying to figure out, um, yeah, what, what the best way to do it. I mean, you saw as soon as uh, Ethereum went to proof of stake, they were like, aha, now we have a chance to try and do something. <laughs> so they're just looking for like uh, Gary Gensler, you know, the SEC chairman. He used to, used to be really pro cryptocurrency. I think he is still somewhat, which is why he's not like putting a ton of restrictions on or a ton of regulations on it like right away. Um, but obviously he has a job to do. He has to make everybody happy trying to, but I think this job is is really hard to do that right now because, I mean, a lot of people, well, you have a lot of people on the right side or on one side, let's say you say cryptocurrency is the, like it should be decentralized. The government shouldn't touch my money at all, you know, especially since they bail out like financial institutions um, in hard times like right now. Um, and you have the other side who thinks, okay, cryptocurrency is a scam. You should really just like, you should put everything in the hands of a centralized entity. And he's trying to find a middle, middle ground, which is not really easy to do. So, um, we will see, I mean, we're going to see a lot of different types of regulations in the next year. I mean, they don't even understand how to really even tax this. I mean, can you tax a currency? Like if I bring euros over to the U S can you really tax me for like making that exchange? You're going to tax me a capital gains on the euro, you know? I mean, it's a currency at the end of the day. So this is uh, these are some of the minor challenges that the SEC is facing when it comes to crypto. So, I mean, I'm not really surprised that they're going after like Board Yacht Club or any other types of NFC, uh, NFTs or other cryptocurrency entities that they think are quote unquote securities. Based on what you said, it's it if that is where the economies are going, it's a great time to hold gold or silver or Bitcoin. Um, I saw crypto.com reportedly uh, is beginning to restrict Russian based accounts. And that's horrible for, that's horrible. Like don't crypto.com. Obviously they can afford to do that, but I think they're just, it's a political, it's a political move. They understand cryptocurrency should be for everyone. The U.S. dollar is used in so many ways illegally. Anyone that represents the U.S. dollar or the U.S. government does not have a case to tell anyone else that they can't use a currency because it can't be tracked or it's used for illegal purposes. And that is what a lot of people love about cryptocurrency. No matter what's going on, Everyone can use it and everyone can trade it. Good or bad. Whatever whatever the case may be. So if you do have a world war like we have never seen before, 
I think a lot of people that are Switzerland or playing on the sidelines, not for the West, not for the East, are going to look at assets that they can see lasting throughout the war. So when a war comes, we don't know for sure if there's going to be a pound or a euro or a ruble. People may say, no matter what, I know there's going to be oil, oil, barrels of oil. I know there's going to be gold or silver. That's going to have value. And I'm, I'm continuing to think that a lot of people are going to say, you know what? There's, what about Bitcoin? There's only 21 million of those. And I, I'm pretty sure Bitcoin is going to have a lot of value. Yeah, I mean, we repeat it constantly, right? I mean, think about it. There's only 21 million, as you said. They can't. There's, a, there's an interesting video, Ray, uh, from Ray Dalio. I don't exactly remember the title of it right now. Um, I believe it's called like the New World Order or something like that. Uh, if that is the right one. If not, it's another video that's very similar. Um, but it talks about how like a lot of companies. I mean, we've seen like uh different types of um. Different types of like leaders in the world, I guess. I don't remember. I believe it was like the Netherlands and then it was England or I, I might be saying the wrong order. The Netherlands, England and then the United, uh, uh, the United States. And now it's like creeping up to be China. Now, if that will be it at the end. I'm not really sure. Um, but essentially, a lot of uh, currencies or a lot of uh, countries, they, they, have, they have the ability to print money. That's kind of how they like continue to stay in power. I mean, usually wars, from what you're talking about or what you're kind of re relating to, wars usually happen because of who wanted what, right? That's kind of why wars happen. Um, and I, what actually worked kind of well for a while was the gold standard. But obviously, we got rid of the gold standard um, with Richard Nixon, I believe that was in 1971. Um, and gold is actually very, very difficult to uh, carry and transport. But at the end of the day, if you have something like Bitcoin, and I don't know if it's going to be Bitcoin, if it's going to be something else. I just, I strongly believe it's Bitcoin because, well, I mean, because nobody knows who created it, right? I think that's actually one big thing, one big positive, uh, in my opinion. Um, but uh, the one, what I do believe about Bitcoin is that it is going to be here to, uh, I believe it's going to be here to stay because it's easy to transfer. Um, it's easy to store. Um, and it's uh, easy to verify like that you own that. The only problem that a lot of people I see are going to have with cryptocurrency is getting used to being the custody of their own finances and not letting everyone else take care of everything. Or if they accidentally send something to the wrong person, like fraud protection, stuff like that. That's the only worry that I'm feeling from people. So I think I don't know if we're going to have this full everyone's using a cold storage kind of system. I believe people will still have custody of crypto uh, of their cryptocurrency. Um, but man, I think a lot of people will catch on to the self custody thing once they find out that, man, like if if uh, people are going to restrict me from this use, then I mean not not from this use. If people are going to be able to control like my funds and decide like how I use it, for example, like CBDCs, then I'm I'm going to probably stick with crypto so that I can have a little bit more financial freedom. So I don't know which direction it's going to go. There are a lot of directions. Um, but at the end of the day, we just got to kind of wait and see. But I do believe that this is a technology that we're seeing integrated more and more, especially into, uh, um, you know, I mean, they're integrated more and more into these platforms and gaming, uh, you know, and finance um, and, and, the, and decentralized finance, let's say. So the more that it's used, uh, the more innovation that's going to come from it. You see new cryptocurrencies. Like every time I look at CoinMarketCap, there are so many new cryptocurrencies. And so I think that this... Uh, this industry is just going to develop. 
So it'll be interesting to see like where it is in a few years from now, if not 20. What's the current price of Bitcoin? So Bitcoin is sitting currently at $19,000 in the U.S. dollar terms. Um, and we have Ethereum's at 1,283. So it's pretty much up, uh, it's down to almost 2%. Both of them are down around 2% from their set from the uh, last week. Do you think we'll see a, do you think we'll see Ether below a thousand in the year 2023? Man, I wish I had a crystal ball, <laughs> but I really, I don't know, man. I don't think, I don't see it going into a bull, a bull market. I just don't see it. I mean, and I could be completely wrong. I don't think I am, but I just don't see a bull market right now. I just really don't feel like it. So if if, if we keep getting interest rates risen, we see more pain, then I could see Ether going below 1,000. Um, but, man, I really don't want that, obviously. But But we will see. We'll see. Why, why don't you want that? Uh, I mean, the thing is right now I'm kind of getting, I would say shaky on Ethereum just because, uh, you know, since it moved from proof of work to proof of stake, a lot of people are mentioning that it's become less secure. Um, then it's become more for the rich, right? I mean, you've heard this joke, not proof of stake, but proof of wealth, the 32 Ether. So it means a lot, a lot fewer people can actually participate in it. Obviously, you could stake your Ether um, in other ways. Um, but the people who are verifying the, uh, the blockchain are actually the ones who have 32 uh, Ether minimum. And how much is that right now? I mean, I can't do the math exactly. I would need to calculate with at least $32,000, you know, and I believe there's slashing as well. So if something happens and you do or you do something incorrectly accidentally, you also get like some of your funds taken away. Some people may not be able to afford that. No, I said a lot of people aren't able to afford that. So that's that's the only reason. I don't know if I wanted to drop below 1K. Um because I don't, I trust Ethereum long term. Actually, I really do. Um, but and if it goes below, I still think it will. But I think if it goes below, it might have a longer, a longer down period than we actually want it to. But I mean, that's just me thinking out loud. Uh, I could be uh, absolutely wrong on that. All right, that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, it, we'll just have to play it out and see what happens with ether but i do um do think this is a great time to buy you know as soon as as soon as bitcoin gets to 100k then everyone's going to be wishing that they bought now and just a reminder if you have a 401k or you put someone else in charge of your 401k there's about a 65 to 80 percent chance that 401k is holding bitcoin Yeah, I agree. It's a really, really good time to buy. Um, if it goes lower, I'm still gonna buy. I mean, I'm not really, um, I'm not really hoping it goes lower. Let's just say that <laughs> I'm not hoping it goes lower. Um, I'm thinking it's at a good buying point right now. I don't see it Bitcoin dropping too much lower. I do see it dropping lower, but I don't see it going down to like 15k or something. And I could be, I could, like I said, Bitcoin and the crypto market in general is so unpredictable. I don't see a bull market. That's I feel strongly about that. But about it dropping, I'm I'm unsure about how far it can go down from here. Um, 
but definitely in terms of investing, this is where money is made when you're in, when you're down at the bottom. I mean, a lot of people made a lot of made money into 2020 at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Our stock our stock market and even crypto, I believe, was crashing uh, heavily. Um, and if you bought near the bottom, then you would have made a, a lot of profit um, at that point. Well, everyone's different. If you are if you literally are buying a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, even five hundred dollars of Bitcoin, you're not gonna make any life changing money anytime soon. You miss the boat. But if you're able to buy one fourth of a Bitcoin or half of a Bitcoin, you know, every month or every two weeks, then I would say, yeah, it's it's worth it for you to buy Bitcoin. But there's definitely other projects out there if you if your range is below you know, 5,000, if you're investing less than 5,000, don't buy Bitcoin and think that you're, you know, just going to move from the middle class to the, you know, the upper class. You're not Bitcoin. There's too much money in it, um, but there's definitely other projects. I would check out ADS. I'll check out DAG. Um, continue to visit businessplugs.com. I, I like to post cryptocurrencies that I'm really interested in. Most of them, I try to post them before your friends or your mom or anyone else is talking about them, just like uh, Shiba Inu, for example, or Dogecoin, right? You heard about Shiba Inu and Dogecoin. They were once once they got mainstream. You're going to make life changing money when you invest in a project that you found right now. Three to four years later. That was another episode of Business Plugs Live. Thank you for listening. My name is Carlos McCrary. I was joined today by Jordan Smith, as always. If you have any feedback or questions, you can reach us on our social media channels at Business Plugs, or you can email us at info at businessplugs.com. If you like this content, please make sure to subscribe and like on whatever platform you are listening on to receive more content like this. Looking forward to it and see you next time.